You're listening to the Savannah Zombie Podcast, the podcast of Josh Vasquez. That is me. Uh, welcome to the show. This is the podcast where I talk about all kinds of things. Um, I talk about writing sometimes. I talk about books because that's what I do sometimes. Um, I talk about zombies sometimes. I talk about Marvel most of the time. <laughs> I do talk about Marvel a lot, but it's in the Marvel podcast. It's just this is just some of the things that I'm into podcast. Um, yeah, so uh, hey, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, thanks for coming back after last week's show. A um, little bit of a little bit of a sad times in that episode. Um, just talking about the passing of some greats in the just you know millennial nerdy world and all that stuff and finish it up with a big sad review of Black Panther Wakanda Forever so you know just a lot of sadness but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna journey away from that today we're gonna make a make a little segue into the into the sunlight and uh I don't I don't know what I'm talking about guys I'm just trying to start this show when you're trying to start a show, you'll say whatever you think you need to say to get people interested in your show. So today, listen up, this is what we're talking about. Not a lot of big news things. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the latest Star Wars show and or wrapping up. Um, I'm not sure if this is going to be all that I say about it or if I'm going to do a full review about it. Because, man, I got lots of thoughts on this show. Um, and of course, finishing up, I mentioned it last week. I've been getting back into that Call of Duty uh, recently uh, bought slash downloaded Modern Warfare 2, which is like a reboot of the original Modern Warfare series. Um, and I've just really, just been really having a good time, guys. You know, like that's what I'm saying. We're going into the sunlight, right? We're going in to the good. All right. So uh, thanks for listening. Let's get into the show. All right. So hey, how how you doing? Y'all doing all right? All right, cool. I'm going to take a big old gulp of coffee in, in your ears, and then we'll get started. Mmm. That is a delicious, giant bulk bag of coffee that I got from Costco. Woo! It's the uh, the Blue Mountain Jamaican, which uh, is one of my favorite blends. I like I like I go back to that one a lot. I like the Blue Mountain Jamaican. I like a good Kona blend. I like uh, I like a good Costa Rican blend. That's good. Um, pretty much anything. I don't. I like the South America stuff. I like the South America stuff. Not to say that you know the other other areas of the world aren't good, but I like the Costa Ricas, the Brazils, you know the um, the other places down there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know what I know what they are. There's you got Ecuador. Uh, I said Colombia already. Um, you got uh, we said Brazil, Chile. I don't know if Chile has uh, has coffee. Is there Chilean coffee? I know there's Chilean sea bass that is featured in the movie Jurassic Park. Why do I know that? I don't know. Oh, all right. So let's get into it. Um, this week, this past week, on a Wednesday, uh, which for many of us, uh, if you're here in the States, Thanksgiving was Thursday, so Wednesday night was like a Friday night, what? It was, uh, always nice to have that kind of midweek Friday, uh, as I've never called them before, um, but yeah, so, perfect timing though, because it was the finale of 
Disney slash Star Wars latest offering on Disney Plus Andor, which is a prequel series to the movie Rogue One and follows the character Cassian Andor and what made him the most rebellious rebel that ever rebelled. It's not kicking in yet. So, this show, man, I, this show, this show is so god dang good, y'all. And I've been trying to get people to watch it and get into it so I can have somebody to talk to in real life about it. You know, not just y'all. And I just can't get anybody into it, man. I just can't get anybody into it. And it's so good. It's, it's seriously no jest, no joke. It's seriously some of the best stuff that Disney has put out in since they have bought Lucasfilm. Um, so I know I've gone on before about like the sequel trilogy and like how I feel about there and how it was just a lot of missed opportunities. We'll just say that. Um, but Andor is exactly what you would want out of a Star Wars show. And I summed it up this way because... Uh, at Thanksgiving, we were, uh, me and uh, my wife's cousin's husband, uh, we normally talk about this kind of stuff, but he was still an episode behind. And that's the thing, too, is, like, the people that, like, would normally be watching this, like, they're, they're like, falling behind. And I'm like, what are y'all doing? Now, you know, granted, I dropped off of House of Dragon, like, a long time ago, and everybody was, like, wanting to talk about that. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't, I don't got time for them dragons, you know what I'm saying? Um, but anyways, uh, so talking to him and then, uh, my brother-in-law was kind of, uh, listening in and I was like, I think actually you might like it. Cause he's not a big Star Wars fan. Um, uh, I don't think he likes the like fantastical elements of it. And I was like, you actually might like this. Like think about this show with, uh, like political intrigue and, uh, like spy stuff and, um, just like pretty much like. You know all the stuff that makes Star Wars Star Wars, dude? He was like, yeah. I was like, none of that's in there. No space battles, no lightsabers, no skywalkers. Like, none of that stuff. Um, I mean, there's a few little, uh, you know, skirmishes, I would say. But uh, most of it's all, it's really, 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 really grounded. Um, which is really cool. And um, so, yeah, I think it's got like a really... It's weird because, like, I feel like this show has the widest audience, but <laughs> nobody is really watching it, and it just blows my mind. Um, but it's, uh, man, it's just really good. Uh, like, it's, I think, twelve episodes, and pretty much split up into three episode arcs. So you got like four arcs in this show, which is just crazy because I feel like they do more in this show with those twelve episodes. <laughs> Then, you know, like, I love The Mandalorian, but, you know, it, it, it very much becomes, you know, an adventure of the week and all that stuff. These are three-episode stories that form uh, a giant story as, as the series, and each episode gets better, man. It gets better, and it gets, uh, like, it's just more intense, and the stakes are raised. And, like, the crazy thing about it is, like, we all, like, if you've seen Rogue One, you know how the story ends and that's kind of like one of those things like does it take away from the uh the uh like anticipation or the stakes of the series 
Um, and it really doesn't. It really doesn't. There were times where I was legitimately concerned for the character that I knew, uh, you know, spoilers, if you haven't seen Rogue One, which came out in 2016, 17? Um, yeah, Cassian, he dies at the end. So it's like, I know he dies at the end of that movie, but I'm very concerned for this man <laughs> in his TV show. Uh, the production values, I just got a, the production value of this show is amazing because the big thing about like the Mandalorian and then with like Boba Fett, like they, uh, utilized a lot of, uh, what's called the volume, which is like the big round screen thing that they are allowed to like, they, they, that they, they can work in, um, and shoot scenes that way. Um, and it's good for the actors cause it's not just working against a blank, uh, green screen you actually can see what's going on and it's an amazing piece of technology it's great uh when they do it really well you don't really notice it and when they don't do it very well it, it, you can kind of notice it if you're looking out for it but if, as long as you're not looking out for it and you're having a good time it's really not that big of a deal it's really not that noticeable um but what thing uh one thing that this show does that andor does is that it um uses a lot of practical sets and it just feels so much more real <laughs> and it's weird you know because like watching uh watching uh the mandalorian and then like book of boba fett like and even like some of the marvel stuff you're like yeah this i could tell this was shot in the volume but like it's not bad but when you put it next to like the practical sets and just like the extras walking around and the different droids and just all the background noise in Andor, it just makes it feel so much more real. Uh, I think the biggest example, and I know people have been harping on uh, uh, what's uh, Book of Boba Fett. Uh, I guess Book of Boba Fett was not as well received as I remember. I liked it. It had its issues, but like it's it, it's it was it was fine for what it is and. I, like, I mean, I enjoyed it. I had fun with it. Um, but yeah, I guess a lot of people were, uh, you know, not not too crazy. So I was just making sure that wasn't my truck making that noise. Um, anyways, uh, you know, I'd be concerned about them truck noises, y'all, because you know what happens. I won't podcast for a couple of months. <laughs> All right, so... But the production values in the show are just like it just it, it, it makes a world of a difference <laughs> a world of a difference get it because it's, it's the world um so yeah and, and like the book of boba fett like there was times when uh you know he's walking the streets of moss eisley and i get like there it's kind of like you can kind of uh explain it away with you know like it's like an old west you know the towns were uh, you know, there weren't people just walking the streets and stuff like that. They were scared, and you know, like there's times of uncertainty in the in the galaxy right now. And I get that, but like the streets just felt empty in Moss Eisley, which is like a, a significant city in uh, on Tatooine, uh, where we got uh, Ferrix and Andor, a new planet. Which again, yay, new planets! Uh, I'm always glad when they introduce new planets and new peoples. Got lots of new planets and peoples on this one, so that's cool. But the streets just felt empty in Book of Boba Fett compared to the streets in uh, Andor, where like it just felt like there was always something going on. People were doing their like just their daily stuff, you know, going about their day. 
and uh, it just, I don't know, that, that little thing right there adds so much to it. And then, on top of that, this show and its cinematography are some of the best, some of the best in, in the Disney Star Wars, if not some of the best in all of Star Wars, you know, I think, I think it's, it, it's, it's okay to stop, uh, like, amazing things were done with the original Star Wars, uh, series, trilogy, that's the word I'm looking for, amazing things like special effects, stuff that's never been done before, um, and a lot of that looked amazing, but like the actual like cinematography of it is, you know, it's pretty straightforward, you know, and that's the thing I like about George Lucas. A lot of his stuff was pretty straightforward. Like he wasn't trying to give you all the, the bells and whistles. I mean, he did. He gave us so many bells and so many god dang whistles, y'all. Um, but, uh, you know, it, you go back and you watch like the original trilogy, like the cinematography is not like, you know, it's not, it's not crazy, you know, it's pretty, like I said, pretty standard, um, but like, you watch stuff like, like, some of the stuff in Rogue One, uh, The Last Jedi, especially, um, I think J.J. Abrams did actually a, a pretty good job with the cinematography in, uh, The Force Awakens, the, what's the last one called, The Rise of Skywalker, it's not bad, <laughs> but everything else that's wrong with the rise of Skywalker just hurts anything that's good about that movie. Um, so, uh, but yeah, the cinematography in this show, and again, this is a TV show made for streaming on Disney Plus, and it's got some of the visuals in this show. Like there is a scene where there's this natural phenomenon called the eye that they got to fly through and dudes, it looks good. My guys, um, it looks really good. I could talk about how good it looks for, I guess not that long, but <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's really good. I've really enjoyed the show. I've really enjoyed the, uh, the character building of Cassian, um, kind of seeing like, cause we're like, when we pick him up in rogue one, He's meeting in a dark alleyway with a, with an informant, and then like the informant is injured and can't escape, and the only way out is to climb, and uh, of course that uh, just just a continuing theme for Andor's to climb, um, and uh, he uh, he shoots he shoots the informant dude he shoots him in in cold blood and like yo who's this cold blooded killer dude that's a good guy he's a good um, so, uh, yeah, and just kind of seeing, like, how do, how does he get to this point, like, what, and what's he, what's he doing, and just, like I said, there's, like, four different arcs in this show, and it's like, you get four different shows within one show, and I'm like, man, and like I said, it keeps getting better, every, every episode is just builds on the next, and it's just the anticipation by the time you get to the end, you're like, yeah, the very, uh, the last episode was, um, the last arc, it's very fulfilling, um, and the last episode is just like, yeah, let's go, let's build that rebellion, let's rebel against the empire, it's good stuff, anyways, um, but, uh, yeah, it's just, 
the 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 character building for uh, uh, Cassian, and then all of these little side characters who are essentially, you know, nobodies in in the Star Wars universe. You know, they're not the Skywalkers, they're not the Solos. You know, they're not the Calrissians, um, the Palpatines. Um, but uh, yeah, they're just like so. Most of them are just like these kind of small side characters, but they get more character growth than like the main three characters did in the pre in the sequel trilogy and like that's kind of low-key sad y'all but at the same time it's really good because this show's really good and i hope to make more good content like this make just remake the sequel trilogy like this which i've heard rumor that they're making a 10th episode and that they're moving away from the trilogy thing and that they're just going to be making single movies and that they're supposed to be bringing back um, the uh, sequel characters for this show. Um, if they do, that'd be pretty cool and I hope they do them some justice, especially my boy Finn because they did my boy Finn dirty, man. They did him dirty. And I was watching a video on YouTube uh, the other night and they were talking about just like the force awakens and like how there was so much build up so much build up for finn to be something and then they literally don't do anything with him the rest of the series it's like he spends all of and the, like even like the last jedi which is like my favorite out of the three like even in that like he's kind of reduced to this uh chase quest you know he's got to go retrieve an item <laughs> so he can retrieve a person um and like that is his uh, motivation in uh in that uh in that movie now granted that's uh not you know it's not a bad motivation to be concerned about your friends above the uh safety of the universe but um yeah it's just a, it's just a weird weird take they did on my boy finn so hopefully We'll see some uh, some sequel stuff. Uh, maybe we'll get some some Tony Gilroy in there. Maybe some Dave Filoni, you know. Maybe some Favreau. Some of that. Some of that, like in there. Um, but that's not the name that they have attached to the uh, the project right now. I honestly don't even remember who it is. David Lindelof. Lindelof. Is that it? I don't remember. Uh, another thing I guess that they came out and said is uh, the head of Disney who uh, I guess is no longer the head of Disney now um, they just switched that up last week too um, told Kathleen Kennedy who's uh, running up the Lucasfilm um, not to announce any more projects with people attached to them because uh, they don't happen they don't come to fruition everything that they like, like all this stuff that they've announced and like uh, what was it? Ryan uh, Johnson after The Last Jedi. He was getting a trilogy. Taika Waititi supposed to be doing a movie. Uh, the uh, Game of Thrones boys are supposed to be doing a trilogy. Patty Jenkins was supposed to be doing Rogue Squadron. And none of those are happening. None of those are happening anymore. Uh, Ryan Johnson's supposedly still got the trilogy in works. I know he's finishing up the second Knives Out movie right now, but um, supposedly he's still doing that. Like, it's not officially dead, but like we've also not heard about any of that since The Last Jedi came out, which was 2017. Um, so, yeah, that, 
going back to earlier, I think Rogue One was 2016, and The Force Awakens was 2015. Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. Um, so yeah, that that may or may not be happening. Uh, Taika Waititi's most likely not happening after all of the backlash, uh, and I use that that term extremely loosely because y'all are a bunch of big internet babies. Um, I don't know if y'all know that. Not y'all. Not not my listening audience. You guys are you guys are cool, uh, but the rest of the internet, they're a bunch of internet babies. Um, not not you guys. You guys are one hundred percent totes and goats. All right. Um, so yeah, I guess backlash from. Thor, Love of Thunder, which again, not a perfect movie, but I had fun watching it, and I had fun re-watching it, and it's got some funny stuff in it, and I, I just kind of took it for what it is, uh, everybody, it, it's, it's, and I think it, it all falls down to a little bit of Marvel, uh, what's the word, what's the word they're using, Marvel fatigue, yeah, and uh, like I said, I think it's just everybody being big internet babies, but that's just my opinion. Don't be a big internet baby about it, okay? Uh, so yeah, Taika Waititi's Star Wars movie may or may not happen, and most likely probably not going to happen. Uh, Game of Thrones boys, uh, they pretty much, you know, everybody's still super mad at them about botching up, uh, what is that show? Uh, oh yeah, Game of Thrones. <laughs> that final season. Um, yeah, there a lot of people still upset about that, especially with the re- release of House of Dragons recently. And they're like, "Man, this could have that could have been so much better, dude." And you didn't, dude. You you could have done better, and then you didn't, dude. Dudes, multiple dudes, because there's two of them. Um, so more than likely, they're not moving ahead with that trilogy. No uh, information has been shared there. Again, and it's like all of this stuff's like you're releasing projects, but okay cool when are they coming out like there's not even dates for these things like they're just in the ether bro you expect us just to reach up there in the ether and grab these movies down and watch them dude oh, that's not how movies work dude um so yeah most likely not gonna see game of Thrones boys make a star wars movie let alone a trilogy then of course we got patty jenkins which is a big you know the big i don't even want to call it a trailer a teaser. I don't even want to call it a teaser. It's just like a little, hey, I'm making this movie, and my dad used to fly jets, and I'm gonna make the best. Uh, the fight. Uh, what's what do they call it? Sky fights, star fights. What what what, what, what what is the word I'm looking for, guys? Help me out. Message into the show. Let me know. Uh, you can't because this isn't live. <laughs> Dang it. Foiled again by the recording software. Uh, dog fights. Yes, gonna be the most amazing dog fights you've ever seen on screen. And then a little movie called Top Gun Maverick came out, and they're like, you know what? I think, I think actually they they did it. I think they're good. I think they, uh, I think they knocked out the dog fights. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's just uh, man, it's really uh. It's just really a bummer. It's really a bummer for a Star Wars fan um, that likes most most everything. I'm, I like most of the stuffs. I'm ready for it. G- give me the give me the stuffs, man. Uh, Tales of the Jedi, a small little animated series, uh, just recently came out. That was super good. Got some good uh, Count Dooku's and uh, Qui Gon Jinn action in there, bro. That's what I'm talking about, dude. Give me a whole series of that. I want to see Count Dooku's. 
Oh, rise and fall, bro. That's what I want to see. That's some Shakespearean stuff. Um, but yeah, so that is uh, pretty much my. Uh, I guess. I, I guess. I guess this will be the episode of Andor. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I think I just might be first thoughts. I got some more. Like I said, there's lots of thoughts, man. Lots of stuff going on. I didn't even get into spoilers and this stuff. So we'll do a. We'll do a full episode talking about Andor. Uh, if you got any questions um, or you got any comments, what's your take on Andor? Uh, let me know. You can let me know on Instagram at Savannah Zombie Novel. You can find me on Twitter. I'm SAV Zombie. Um, that's Savannah for short. Um, so SAV Zombie, and that's a lot of my uh, usernames all over the place. I'm on Instagram. I am. There is a Facebook page. I'm just going to let y'all know. There is a Facebook page. I don't ever really use that. And you guys know how I feel about Facebook. You guys know. If you listen to the show, I probably said it every episode. I hate it, Facebook. I hate it. Um, I'm also on that TikTok. You can check that out. Um, let me know what you think about Andor. We'll talk about it in the full episode. Um, but that's it. That was my, uh, my first thoughts on, on the show. And it's pretty good. Uh, so next up is Call of Duty. And we'll go ahead and start the Call of Duty segment right now. And then we'll take a little break. Um, just because I got about 5-10 minutes left before I get to work. So. Uh, we'll just start off with... Uh, like how I like got back into it and then um, we'll start up next episode of kind of like my whole my whole journey with Call of Duty and just how it's influenced me um, as a creative and a writer uh, because you know that's how I like to tie things back in to make this podcast somewhat make sense instead of me just being rambling about about whatever I feel feels about you know what I'm saying so sip of coffee hmm and guys, you don't feel like you have to take a sip of coffee every time I take a sip of coffee. So when I say sip of coffee, I'm not telling you to take a sip of coffee. You're more than welcome to, you know, sip whatever beverage you want. Or, you know what? You can refrain from sipping beverages. That's fine. You do you, okay? I'm, I'm going to drink this coffee, though, because I'm trying to get my day started. I am recording this on the way to work. Um, a little behind the scenes there. That's, that's how I do this podcast. That's why it's somewhat janky and by somewhat janky I mean it's pretty janky <laughs> ah. so anyways uh, I got back into uh, Modern Warfare uh, Call of Duties um, mostly because uh, I think I saw some of the uh, just like the preview stuff for Modern Warfare 2 and it looked very much like uh, they kind of went back to like the roots of things a little bit on some of the stuff and I was like you know what it's been it's been a good uh, I would say it's been a fortnight since I've uh, played a Call of Duty game on my console uh, mostly because I've been playing Fortnite but um, no it's just uh, let's see I'm trying to think the last one I had was probably I think I might have had Call of Duty no Black Ops 3 but Black Ops 3 for the 360, which I think was just multiplayer and 
maybe the co-op split-screen stuff. I don't think it had the campaign on there. Yeah, I think it was something weird like that. Um, which they would go further, and when Black Ops 4 came out, like it didn't have a campaign at all. Which is lame, because Black Ops has some pretty gosh darn good campaigns. Um, plus, like, at this point, like, they were, like, starting to move towards, like, futuristic stuff, and they did that for a while, and I think I was, like, that was part of what I was, like, in between, like, not having the time to do it, and then, you know, I don't think I had, like, the next-gen system to play some of them, so it just wasn't as prevalent, I guess. Um, but yeah, probably, and probably, like, the last one that I actually played, played was Black Ops 2. Um, so yeah, it, it had been a minute since I played like a Call of Duty game on the console. And I'm like, you know what? New game's coming out. Uh, I know they're fixing to redo Warzone. Um, I've never really been able to get into Warzone just because, one, it's a ginormous download on my, on my Xbox and it takes up like one fifth of the hard drive. Um, and, uh, every time I went to go play it, because I hadn't been playing it, I was, uh, I was no good, and so what would happen is I would play one game, get, like, just demolished, get to the gulag, get demolished again, and then I'd have to sit, like, in a lobby waiting for, like, a next game to start, and, like, I spent more time just sitting there not doing nothing than playing the game, and I was like, man, this is, this is good, so, like, I have downloaded Warzone three different times and deleted it, three different times so but I knew they were kind of redoing uh, Warzone a little bit with uh, Modern Warfare 2 coming out so I was like alright maybe now it's time to jump in my birthday's around the corner get myself a little birthday present um, I don't remember the last time I played paid full price for a game that's another thing uh, I, I only buy my games when they're on sale um, on the Xbox Marketplace, or um, I don't buy them at all. Or if they're uh, games with gold, or if they're on the Game Pass, which I pay uh, $15 a month for. Um, which, you know, Game Pass is where it's at, y'all. Like, if you don't have the Game Pass, you gotta, you gotta get that Game Pass. It's, it's pretty legit. Um, so, yeah, I was like, alright, take the dive, jump into this Modern Warfare 2, and I played it, like, the first, the first night, and I was no good, because it's been a while since I played, um, and, uh, I just had the best time, guys, it was just fun, I just, I just had, excuse me, <laughs> I just had so much fun, um, and so it, it got me, like, super back into it, and I've been playing, not non-stop, like non-stop for a, you know, 35-year-old uh, dude that's got a full-time job and a family and all that, so, like, <laughs> I got a, I got a co-worker, and, like, it was, like, the weekend after it came out, and I saw his profile on there, and I'm like, how is this dude already a level 60, man? He's got gold guns and everything, and I'm like, I'm, I think at the time, I'm like, I was like, I'm not even a level 20 yet, like, <laughs> and even now, I think I'm, 30, I think I just hit 38 last night, so, like, I'm still, like, nowhere near hitting, you know, 60, and, like, I think, I think they do the prestige system, I think they start over again, but it's just, like, 
how do you, how do you, how do people have time for this? And uh, so, anyways, but uh, I've, I've been like I said, I, I I've been having fun, and that's the biggest thing I want to harp on, um, and that's gonna be the biggest thing that I talk about um, in the next segment of the show. But I'm getting to work, so I'm gonna hit the uh, I'm gonna hit the, the the end record button, and then I'll pick it up after work. And you guys know how that goes after work. Josh is a little bit kookier than that pre-work Josh. You know what I'm saying? Like he's a little bit out there, and uh, all right, so um, that's it. So remember, you got any, uh, you got any uh, thoughts about Andor? You guys can let me know about that. I'll mention again at the end of the episode. But that's it for now. I'll catch y'all in a little bit. Vampires, check. Zombies, check. Murder? Double check. If you like reading about all of these things and more, check out Valhalla Books at ValhallaBooks.com. Hey, it's me, your boy, Josh Vasquez, and I'm back for part two of this podcast. And you're like, Josh, I haven't gone anywhere. I've been listening the whole time. All right, well, I just took a like a pretty significantly long break. Um, what are we looking at here? Eight, eight, eight-ish hours? Eight, eight and a half? I don't even know, I guess. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so... Uh, so many bumps, so many bumps. Uh, so yeah, uh, just a little, uh, little uh, upkeep, real quick, a little housekeeping. Um, so last week, uh, I think I like broke up the episode in two parts because normally I tend to play the the ad that I do in the middle. Um, I guess in the hiatus of me not doing uh, the podcast, um, Anchor no longer has that option for me to do the ad i don't i can't really tell if it's like they don't have the advertisement at all or they're like hey this guy's like not doing his podcast so let's take this away from him and give it to somebody who's doing what they're supposed to be so um yeah no more ads no more ads unless they're ads for like bala book stuff which is probably what i'm gonna do so uh which i know you don't mind because you guys like me and um you support the stuff that i do and a big way of doing that is e buying the books that i write and then um buying the books that um valhalla books puts out because uh that's uh that also helps uh helps me supports me uh not monetarily but uh it's it's good for business you know it's good good to have good to have uh some some business boys doing business um what am i talking about i don't know call of duty so all right get out of here intro music you're for me but you're you're no longer working for me so get out of here Whew. all right you know what it's like end of the day josh he's a little bit more feisty you know he's not slurping down the coffee he's just holding on to hopes and dreams just trying to get through the rest of his day just trying to get home you know what i'm saying there's a there's a different vibe going to work and leaving work you know what i'm saying oh. anyways call of duty so um my first uh memory of call of duty is uh actually on the original xbox uh playing call of duty 2 big red one 
um, which was just single player. It had um, no multiplayer whatsoever, um, not even a split screen for you and your boys to slurp down some Mountain Dews and play in your bedroom or your living domicile. Um, just straight up single player action, which was kind of the vibe at the time. Like everything was still like, oh, like single player was pretty strong. And um, like definitely, you know, like multiplayer, like Halo had the multiplayer going. Uh, there was the Unreal Championship slash tournaments, uh, you know, Quake and Doom back in the day. Uh, but, you know, the, the multiplayer scene really, I don't think it quite had taken off yet. Um, which is really weird because, like, I feel like things have kind of, like, come full circle. They went, like, super story-based single-player with some multiplayer. Um, then it was pretty even Steven single-player and multiplayer. And then they were, like, every only multiplayer ever, everybody, that's all they want. Like, even, like, Assassin's Creed, I think Brotherhood had a multiplayer, which was kind of cool, but also, like, weird. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so my first, uh, memory of Call of Duty 2, uh, or Call of Duty is, uh, playing Big Red 1 on my Xbox. So at the time, the two big, uh, like, war game shooters were Call of Duty, and the big one was Medal of Honor. Medal of Honor was the, uh, he was kind of the top dog at the time, and I remember the original one coming out, and it was really cool, because, like, um... I think like the opening scene was um, the D-Day invasion, um, and then the second Medal of Honor was Pacific Sun, if I remember correctly, uh, which of course starts off with the uh, battle at Pearl Harbor, um, and uh, of course, you know, single player, it's very kind of story driven, very, uh, yeah, very, very cool, very cool to see history in the video game realms. Um, I do not remember the original Call of Duty as I was uh, doing research for this show, which uh, doesn't really happen very often. Um, if you're a long-time listener, you know that I don't research uh, for the show. It's really not my thing. I like to do it off the cuff. Um, but yeah, I was doing some. I don't really remember the first one, and then uh, pretty much it originally just came out on PC, and then was later, uh, I think, ported back onto the Xbox... 60 and PS3 generation, I believe, uh, once, like, Call of Duty, like, really, really took off, um, but, uh, yeah, that's really, that's my first memory of it, and then my second memory is, uh, I was living with, uh, a buddy and his family at the time when I was a young boy, not a young boy, I was 16, and, um, got into some trouble, uh, with my parents, um, they didn't really know what to do or how to deal with my situation of being a teenage boy. Um, so, uh, my friend's family, they, uh, kind of offered to, like, take me in, uh, and the deal was, like, they treat me just like one of their sons, so until I got my grades up, like, I would work at their daycare for free, and then once I got my grades up, they started paying me. It was, like, one of my first jobs. Very positive experience for me, um, but, uh, my next memory of, uh, Call of Duty is, uh, my buddy, uh, who was not really what you would think of as a gamer like he wasn't like super into games um, um, but he uh, 
got super into Call of Duty 2 um, playing it online on Xbox Live, which was like I think the first time that they they did that um, as far as consoles go. And um, I remember him playing it like all the time, and like I just I think at that time like I was so used to Halo, like it was hard to switch to <laughs> like playing Call of Duty. Um, but uh, I didn't really play too much of it back then. Um, I also didn't have a 360, and uh, yeah, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty much it. Was, was it really a 360 back then? No. Really? When did the 360 come out? I think it did. No. I don't know. I'm, I might be a little fuzzy on that one. Don't quote, don't quote me. I didn't do enough research. I didn't do enough research into my memories, y'all. All right. Um, but yeah, I do remember him playing Call of Duty 2 online um, on Xbox Live, which had to be an Xbox 360. Yeah, because that was a a, a version exclusive. I'm oh, sorry, my timeline's not adding up, and it's really bugging me. Um, but anyways, uh, didn't really play that. Um, I didn't get a 360 until like much later. It was not until I think my first uh, birthday as a married man. I think my wife got me one. I think, yeah, I think that's what it was. Okay, I think things are matching up now. Yeah, so uh, um, she got me a 360, and I don't really remember when I got Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Uh, but I remember playing the mess out of it, and um, storyline was just amazing, and um, just like the crazy stuff that happens in in the story of that, and um, played a lot of the multiplayer. The multiplayer was super fun and um, quite not quite as uh, you know everybody like jokes about the Modern Warfare 2 uh, lobbies getting pretty dark and pretty toxic. I don't remember that as much about Call of Duty uh, 4, the first Modern Warfare. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's really weird. No, I don't, I don't really remember it, but I also don't remember a lot of things, so there's that. Um, but, yeah, like, I remember just playing that game, and I think the, the biggest thing that, about that game that just, sorry, this is, I don't know what, if there's a bad connection here or something, but it's just, like, every single bump is, like, making that noise, so I apologize for the jankiness, um, but, yeah, uh, the, the, you know, a lot of people, it's stuck with a lot of people, um, the part where you're you're playing as a as a marine over in uh, like I think it's a is it a fictional co country? I think it is um, over in the Middle East, and uh, the part where like the uh, the dirty nuke goes off, and you like pretty much survive through that, and you're doing it all through like the first person view of your character. Like even you even like come to like after like the helicopter crash and you um, uh, like are like crawling around on the ground and I'm like dude this is this is pretty intense like, it was like definitely one of those like I had to um, like pause the game and kind of like just like you know think about my life for <laughs> a little bit um, and uh, yeah just I remember that that is just a very very vivid you know 
uh, scene from a game that has like stuck with me for a long time. Um, and then, of course, you know, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 came out. Um, and it, uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was everything that, um, my generation talks about. It was, it was an amazing time to be alive. Uh, so just completely building off of the first one and, uh, just the, uh, amazing story. And then of course the multiplayer, which everybody's familiar with. Um, just a, like I said, what a time to be alive. <laughs> just, just a great time. And, uh, like I was never like one of those ones. Like, I don't even think I had a headset. Did I have a headset? If I did, it was like one of those like little, like the cheap ones that like come with the Xbox. You know, it's like, like a half earbud or, uh, like just like one ear. Um, one of those. Um, but like, I've never been like a big talker while I'm playing. Like sometimes I will. Uh, but like most of the time when I play video games, like it's late at night, uh, when everybody else is sleeping in my house. So it's like, I'm trying to be quiet. Um, so yeah, it's just it, like, uh, I always have a lot of fun when I do talk because you know, it's me guys. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I like to talk. Um, but uh, it's, it, it, yeah, I don't really do it too often when, when I play video games and I don't remember, uh talking too much back when I played Modern Warfare 2 and uh, I'm not really much saying the the naughty words you know when it comes to um, online interactions but uh, yeah just uh, Call of Duty 2 I mean like geez like uh, what a what a story man like I thought Call of Duty would like blow me away dude um, and so just a little side note just in my little uh, gaming history um, in between these two games, there was a game that came out, uh, which was pretty much just considered like a, you know, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare clone, uh, called Homefront, and, um, I remember, uh, this, um, this game coming out, and it was basically like, what if, like, North Korea, like, decided to do all the things that they always talk shit about doing, <laughs> um, and, uh, they, uh, it starts off like and i think this was like the trailer for it too but like the opening scene is basically it takes you through like very 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 either real or seemed very real uh news footage and uh like newspaper clippings and stuff like that bring pretty much bringing you up to speed and then dropping you in this game where like north korea and their allies um are like invading uh, the United States of America, and I was super pumped for this game, I actually pre-ordered this game back when I was still pre-ordering games, <laughs> and, um, pre-ordered this game, uh, got it, played it, um, story was great, multiplayer was really left lacking, um, just kind of seemed unfinished, um, and just not as good, well, not, I don't want to say not as good, it just wasn't as fun as Call of Duty, um, so that was a little bit of disappointment, um, but the story was really good. And I remember, I remember posting about about it. I, I guess it would have been on Facebook or Twitter at the time, but it was like uh, Modern Warfare. Like I don't know, I, I, some it was something cheesy. Uh, like it was like if like uh, Modern Warfare like 
tugged at my heartstrings and uh, home front just like ripped my heart out <laughs> like something stupid because uh, like you know talking about the, the the dirty nuke scene and like you know like that in modern warfare like it was really intense um, in Homefront, like, there's a scene, like, where, like, you are, like, passing up a, like, mass, like, burial, like, a grave, like, where they're just bulldozing bodies into, um, into, a like, a big, big hole in the ground, and it was pretty intense, um, but, of course, like, I said that before playing Modern Warfare 2, and like I said, they definitely upped the game <laughs> in Modern Warfare 2, um, so, yeah, it was just, why am I doing two episodes? Sorry, I just had, like, a, like, a, like a, the, the producer, Josh, just, like, chimed in while I was <laughs> talking there. He's like, why did you split it up with Andor and Call of Duty when you could have just done, like, the follow-up to Andor in the second half and then just did a whole episode of Call of Duty? I don't know, man. I don't know, producer Josh. Why didn't you say something before I started recording, you goof? Um, so anyways, we're gonna just keep rolling with it, guys. Um, but yeah, so like, yeah, Call of Duty, like I said, steps it, uh, Modern Warfare 2, steps it up way, way big. Um, of course, like, the one that, you know, everybody, like, knows and it's, like, super infamous is, like, the no-Russian, uh, uh, mission, which, um, is the reason for the warning at the beginning of the game that, like, basically says, like, hey, we made some real sketchy stuff to go in this game. You can choose to see it or not to see it. <laughs> and of course, I was like, "Yes, I would like to know what that is." And um, of course, we all we all found out. Um, just just a great scene. Um, I mean, very yeah, very dark. But like the the twist at the end. Um, for some reason, if you haven't played Modern Warfare Two, you want to play Modern Warfare Two. I'll let you figure that one out for yourself. Um, uh, but uh, so there's that that mission, and then what was the other one? What was the other one? I just had it. I just had it. Um, bah, 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 bah. What is that other mission? Oh yeah. Well, it's it's also like again spoiler territory. Uh, you know what? If you haven't played Modern Warfare 2, sorry, you should have played it. Uh, stop and play the game now before you listen to the rest for spoilers. All right. So first, the first uh, spoiler, no, no uh, Russian one, is that the, the the whole thing was a setup. Like you were undercover as a CIA agent. CIA. What is that agency? The CIA. Yeah, that one. Um, they. Uh, you're undercover agent, and you're with the uh, these uh, this Russian terrorist, and this. Uh, you're basically a, kind of like a like a sleeper cell, not a sleeper cell, but like you're just an undercover. Um, and uh, there's an airport uh, mass shooting at an airport, and basically like you don't have to shoot anybody. Like the game doesn't penalize you for that. Um, but it also allows you to shoot people. So uh, there's kind of like that piece. Like, it's like, all right, did you shoot people on no uh, Russian or did you not? <laughs> it turns out most of the people did. Because um, you don't want to blow your cover, right? <laughs> that was my reasoning. <laughs> um, but, uh, and then the twist at the end is that the... Uh, 
the Russian terrorist guy, Makarov, like he knew you were uh, a secret agent the whole time. So as soon as the mission's over, like you're going to get in the getaway vehicle, he like plants one right in your chest and then leaves you left uh, bleeding and dying. So that way when all of the, and this is in like Russia, it's like that way when all the Russian authorities get there, they find this CIA American, uh, American agent uh, at the site of this um, horrible, horrible scene. So, uh, not good. Pretty much launches Russia and America into, um, into World War III. You know, back, back in the day, back when we just were like, ah, you know what, what if this happened? Not when we are like, turning on the news. And you're like, you know what, it's fucking happening. It's happening right now, boys. <laughs> um, you know, back when, back when it was fiction. <laughs> oh, man. Fun times. So, um, there's that, and then, of course, the other one is, like, the big betrayal at the end, where, uh, Commander Shepard, uh, like, he, not, he, he kills your boys, and he leaves them for dead, and, no, he doesn't leave, he, he lights them on fire, dude, he kills Ghost, he kills, uh, uh, what's the other dude's name, I'm going blank on the dude's name, Gus, 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 I can't remember, I'm sorry, um, kills, but he kills Ghost, man, you know, like, he, he's got the ghost face, you know, um, kills him, lights him on fire, leaves him for dead, um, just real messed up, um, he's, you know, a U.S. general, like, he's, he's doing the, he's doing the bad things, you know, um, so then you and, uh, or you, uh, well, you, you're playing as soap, but you and Price gotta go, and you gotta go take him down, and you take him down, and then you, you kill him. You kill him. And Soap kills him? Like, this is how the game ends, man. This, and soap kills him by pulling the knife out of his chest and throwing it at Shepard's face. And then the game ends, man. You don't even know if Soap lives. <laughs> like, it's like, what the heck happened here? Um, and you think that would be enough to make me want to play Modern Warfare 3. Um, but I think Modern Warfare 3 came out in the time that I did not have um, an Xbox. I think Black Ops, Modern Warfare 3, and Modern Warfare... No, not Modern... Uh, Call of Duty 2. I think they all came out when I didn't have an Xbox, maybe... Anyways, there was a time there where I didn't have a 360, um, and uh, eventually uh, I got another one and got back into it, um, but I never really fully played like Modern Warfare 3's story. Um, I've never finished Black Ops, um, and uh, don't remember much of Black Ops 2. I think I started Black Ops so I could pull play, play, so I, ugh, excuse me, remix, uh, so I could play Black Ops 2 storyline, never got that far so there's that my goodness what's up with these connections um so yeah and like like i said like black ops 2 was probably like the my goodness i gotta get a, I gotta get a new cord or something what's going on here it's crazy like there's not even that many bumps um Black Ops 2, Black Ops 2 was probably, like, the last one that I really, like, played, played, um, yeah, all the way up until Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, which is the one that I'm playing now, 
Is it? Is it? No, it's just Modern Warfare 2. The naming convention got a little, little, di little, little difficult there, um, especially when they rebooted uh, Modern Warfare in 2019, which I didn't play that one. Um, but uh, yeah, now I'm back in it. I'm back in it. I'm having fun. Uh, there was a little. Uh, uh, dip back into the Call of Duty world there for a while um, in uh, Call of Duty Mobile, like, which is just one of, like, the probably better phone games that has come out, I think. I mean, it plays just like your Call of Duty online multiplayer. Uh, they even have the, a Battle Royale, uh, which feels very much more like, it feels more like PUBG than it does Warzone, kind of, uh, but supposedly they have, like, a mobile Warzone coming out this next spring, uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, it originally wasn't a mode on there, but, uh, I think the first Halloween that it was out, they came out with the Zombies mode and put it on there, and I think it's back now, like, for good? Um, I think it, like, because I remember it went away, it went away, and, um, so I was pretty sad about it, and everybody else was kind of sad about it. Because it was like, a, one, it's Call of Duty on your phone, but two, like, it's a decent zombie game on your phone. Like, that's hard to find. Like, I've looked. Um, I found a few. But, uh, there's, yeah, it was just, just you know, it, it was everything you loved about Call of Duty Zombies, but on your phone. So I think they made that a, a, a permanent staple, which is, which is cool. Um... And, man, I got super into that when it first came out. Like, and it was, it's just a, a battery killer, man. Like, it will eat up a battery. And, um, yeah, you better be playing on Wi-Fi, too, because it's going to eat up that data. Um, but, man, it's so fun, and it's just, uh, it brings all of that fun multiplayer-ness and puts it in the palm of your hand. Uh, which is uh, pretty cool, pretty cool. So uh, I'll definitely probably check out the... Oh, actually, you know what? I take that back. I won't check out the Warzone uh, mobile app because I was looking it up the other day when I was doing research for the show. Um, and uh, my phone is not supported by it. So I'm still rocking the iPhone 8 here. Um, and uh, I think it starts with the iPhone XS, maybe the XR, but like that that first generation right after the iPhone X. So like I just kind of am barely missing out, um, which kind of sucks. But um, I'll, have, I'll have to check. I have I, I do have a game phone that I, I kind of use for just games. Uh, it's an Android. I don't know if it's enough to play that though because I've been trying to play Call of Duty Mobile on it lately and it seems a little sluggish. Seems like it's having a hard time doing what it needs to do. But anyways, all of that running down memory lane about Call of Duty. I hope it kind of like sparked your uh, you know, if you, if you had that um, kind of similar experience of playing these games. Um, if you want to go pick them up, I really, I really recommend uh, Modern Warfare 2. I, I, like I said, I've just been having a ball. I've just been getting like, sometimes I do good, sometimes, most of the time I don't do good though. And uh, but I just, I just have fun doing it. 
it's just fun just good times good times all around you just i feel like the vibe's different like i don't know what it is but it's just uh the vibe is good um and they just uh released uh, the battle pass for it um so uh it's definitely it's like a little bit more full-fledged now um i know when they first released it it was kind of still missing some stuff um like you'd go to like the little they had the store tab on there but like you'd go over to it and it would just kind of send you back to the, the main screens like hey we're not ready for that yet all right cool that's whatever um but uh you're probably wondering like so how does this like tie in at all to your writing and you would maybe think that maybe like this takes away from you writing like you stop playing these games and get back to writing but uh there's something about the of course like the storytelling in the single player of these games um especially the the modern warfare series uh the original series um and then uh the black ops storyline was really cool which also you know it started with world of war which is like a world war ii game and then pretty much went into like the cold war um which was really cool then just kind of going and the black ops i mean they take you i mean from world war ii all the way up into the future um which is just really cool and the storytelling elements in there and the twists and turns and of course like storytelling for a video game is different because like you're in the action you're experiencing it like it's like you know you're the one that's that's doing everything and then that's why a lot of times video game movies don't translate well to the screen because this is a you're, it's a different audience um so um instead of an audience of one person you are now an audience of many people um and that's a different experience um so you're kind of taking some of that in uh into uh you know helping me craft my stories but i think the biggest the biggest thing and i, I feel like a lot of people sleep on this too um but one of the things that just kind of gets me going like creatively is like playing um like multiplayer games playing like online games um with like other people because like there's so many times when like something like amazing happens or like really cool happens or you get that final kill um and just the feeling that you kind of get when those things happen it's like cool like how do i translate that into a story like how do i have these big aha moments or these big like oh my gosh moments like like how do you put those into a book um and like when i was writing the first um savannah zombie novel like i tried to uh bring a lot of the stuff that i loved out of zombie video games into the book so there's like a lot of stuff like uh like there's like a scene in the book uh where uh the characters kind of hap happen along some uh like a stash of ammo and they're like like what in the world is going on it's just like a, it's like it's like a video game or something like that and it's just like a little throwaway line but like that, that really is like if you remember like playing like games like like left for dead or like you know even call of duty like you don't just find ammo just like laying around everywhere like it's not it's not like that in the real world um but uh yeah it was kind of fun to kind of work some of that stuff into um into the books and then as i continue to write like it's always like you know when you're writing a book you're it's very similar to uh a video game because you're writing it for the person that's reading you know even though there are many different people that are reading the book like 
you're kind of focused. Like, I just want to focus on the person that is currently reading the book. Who is reading this book, and what are they getting out of it? And so that's kind of one of the things that I take from the Call of Duty series. Um, it's just the the fun that I'm able to have in multiplayer, um, and then of course the amazing stories that they put in their games, and uh, just try to kind of put that into into book form. Um, but that's it. That's that's all I got to say about Call of Duties. Uh, I hope you had fun. Uh, we'll do uh, we'll do the Andor episode up next, so that gets you some time to get caught up. Um, so catch out catch up on all those shows. Uh, definitely go check it out, um, and then we can talk about it on the next episode. So that is it. I hope y'all have a good week. Um, I'll talk to you next time. Yay! I'm home now. I'm home from work. Yay! All right, y'all. Have a good week. See you later.